Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to the Distraction Reviews here on Fightful.com. It is Tuesday. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined by half-man, half-machine, half-robot, half-hair transplant, Joseph Holbert. How are you? I'm good. I have more halves than I realized (laughs) uh, based on that introduction, but I'm very good. Uh, I think this week's movie uh, was a step up. Fair to say that off the bat, right? Oh, my God. I feel like you're... I think you're coming to this like you're so ready. I feel. I feel you've got so much prep. Not even prep, just ideas and points to be made. So I'm excited to see them. Did you see my tweets on Sunday as I watched this movie? I saw some of them, uh, and the, the kind of the read I had on it was that you were very excited. Was what I basically took away from it. Is that right in saying that? The read you had on it was I was in a different state of mind, and this movie was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. True. Yes, that's exactly it. Yes. Uh, it's Tuesday. We on Tuesdays we wear pink. Uh, on Tuesdays we review. That's a that's a, a Mean Girls reference there, Joseph. Okay. okay. <laughs> totally missed me. <laughs> um, I think it's actually like Wednesdays or Fridays. But anyway, on Tuesdays we review movies starring wrestlers. Last week, don't go back and listen. We reviewed the Marine Six. It was an awful movie. Joseph picked Hulk Hogan's classic Suburban Commando. For this week, and my God, what a film this was, Joe! I look, any Hulk Hogan movie is going to be great. I feel like because I mean he's probably the greatest wrestler actor we have. Um, but this yeah, one in particular, yeah. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. I thought this was a completely different film than I had remembered. Okay, so I saw your tweet about this. Okay. And I didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can confirm that now that I have watched this movie, either A, I was thinking of a different film, or B, and this is legitimately possible, I have never seen this film before. Because this, <laughs> I had no memory of any, especially the opening scene. That's yeah. Scene, I was very scared. I'm not, after the opening scene, I thought I'd made the biggest mistake. Bigger than Marine 6. <laughs> and it finds its feet soon after that. But I must say, I'm totally on board with you. Perhaps this has just been changed. Maybe in the last 20 years they've just made a new film and never told anyone about it. Because I have no recollection of this movie. 
I don't know where it's come from. There's real actors in it, too, which is a, a real news bulletin. Um, and, yeah, I was with you, Tony. It caught me way off guard, especially that opening. I knew it was about, like, him helping out this guy and his family. That's, like, yes. all I could remember is he helps this guy and his family. And I thought he was, like, a butler or something. I know it's not Mr. Nanny. I know Mr. Nanny is complete, a completely different film. I did right. not realize he was a cyborg. And this opening... Exactly. The opening scene, when I saw this, I was like, I don't remember this at all. It is a mix between, what what I say, like Star Wars and yes. um, something else that I've already... Oh, Terminator. Star Wars yes. and Terminator. Or, and Robocop. Robocop. Because Hulk Hogan's got this, like, get up. He looks like Robocop. You can throw in Terminator as well. And then it turns into, like jurassic park or something because the bad guy is like this weird alien dinosaur <laughs> this is yes. the most amazing opening scene i've ever seen yeah and it's revealed by like he gets his hand cut off yeah. right and like it, all of a sudden this green he like his hand grows back and he's like a, what would you describe him as i mean you just went with alien dinosaur but i feel like a, i don't know what he's spoke i don't know but he's got you know his arm comes back that way. We never see his face there, right? They save that payoff um, for later. But there is a man who dies in this scene, or did I imagine this, right? The the man that's killed here, he just is left to die. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah, he's that just was unfortunate. Yeah, he's not important. I mean, I guess he right. was like the mayor, and Hulk Hogan was supposed to save him, and he completely <laughs> failed, but whatever. He's not that important. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> oh, he got, he got chastised for failing, because his, uh, his boss, I guess Hogan is a cyborg, and his boss is like... Take six weeks off. You need to go on vacation. You, your ship needs to recharge. You know, you left them behind. The, the old you wouldn't have done this. Hogan is an, an aging man, and he doesn't have his fastball like he used to. He's acting. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say this now for that, okay? So we've established on the distraction, on Fightful Reviews, whatever this program is current, you're currently watching is called, we've established <laughs> that Hulk Hogan is very, very bad at acting. Like, actually yes. acting. Yes. And in this scene, it became clear to me that he was not... Like, this wasn't Rip. You know, this was him actually trying to act. And it was, my good God. His responses to this man, though, it was extraordinary. But I'm going to say this now, like, as bad as he is at this, I commend him for... He did a pretty good job of, like, throwing himself into this. Because there was a lot of stuff where, basically, to me anyway, the scene's purpose was, let's laugh at our absurd Hulk is in this setting. <laughs> and he, he embraced that. Right, like he was, you know, there was some pretty good fish out of all the stuff, which we'll get into. See, but you, I'll give him that much. You made a point that they may have just redone this movie without telling us, and I'm I'm gonna buy into this theory now because okay. Hogan, his acting is very robotic. Like his delivery yeah. is robotic. Like everything about it is robotic. And I think they they saw this, and it was released five years, or it was released in '91. So. And then 10 years had passed, and then they realized, we got to just do this film again and turn him into an actual robot. And so yes. that's how this new version of Suburban Commando has come about. I'm on board with it, man. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, I have picked this film thinking that I knew it, and I had no recollection of anything that happened in it. So, and that's, I mean, it's either that or I just didn't watch the film, and you maybe didn't either. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I intend to work through all of the uh, the Hogan Chronicles uh, on this program, so I'm sure we'll figure out what film you were thinking of. I have no idea what I was thinking of, but it wasn't this. That's all I can confirm. So the theory lives in my mind, anyway. 
I legitimately think it was this film. I just thought it was something completely different because there were elements of this film that I remembered. I just obviously did not remember that the opening scene was, was RoboCop Star Wars. Like, I just didn't remember yes. that at all. What about those opening credits, huh? They were something. <laughs> it, they goes, were something. it goes into a rap song for some yes. reason as we get the credit. It's like completely different tone from everything else. And it's talking about, yeah, the suburban life uh, that Christopher Lloyd and his family are living. And it, it felt like a completely different film. Then, so this gives more credence to the theory that they just redid this whole film. Well, the, the song had like Hulk inserts, though, right? <laughs> like he would do like, like I don't even know how to describe it, but like he would just come in with like a flat sentence, and it would the song would continue. Like he was sort of responding to the lyrics. The opening credits were a uh, were a whirlwind because I was enjoying that musical element, which seemed out of place. Which, by the way, that is not the only time in this film that a musical element seems out of place. I mean, I haven't got the examples off the top of my head. There are multiple times I was like, am I listening to, like, have all my headphones on? What's going on here? You know, I didn't understand why the, why the music was playing when it was. But I had like, I didn't do a lot of research. I have one piece of information that is interesting, though. Because this film is bizarre. Its existence is bizarre, especially if the theory that we have just suggested is true. It's the weirdest <laughs> film ever. But supposedly, this film, I don't know if you've got this, Jeremy, but it was intended for Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny DeVito, I believe. I believe that's the case. Okay. okay. And then they did twins. And, yes. And they did twins instead. And so, um, you know, the, the, the production company, they bought this as a successor to No Holds Barred. Is what <laughs> I, I read somewhere. I don't know where this was. Maybe false. Maybe I made it up. Who knows? But that is the, that is the belief um, as to the existence of this film. And when I, I mean, I haven't done the research on why poor Christopher Lloyd's in here or Shelley about. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I could not believe they're in this film, and it made me so happy that I was about to experience this insane mix of movie. It was tremendous. Christopher Lloyd just told, like, it has elements of Back to the Future, and he's like, sure, I'm in. I'm in on this. <laughs> and then he realized, I mean, it did. It had a car. It had a it had a skateboard. Yes. It had a, sort of futuristic elements to it and stuff. And Christopher Lloyd was like, I'm in. And then... He, he saw the final product. <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, when I saw that Twins information, I was I started kind of putting a list together in my head of films we could have watched involving this film in some way, from a distance even. So you have Twins. You have all of the Back to the Future. I mean, I'm not even a Chris Lloyd expert. Back to the Future, Cuckoo's Nest. Then you've got Shea DeVille there. She could watch The Shining. Here we are watching Suburban <laughs> Commando. And frankly, here's the kicker of all of this, Jeremy. I don't even regret it. That's the most exciting part no. of that. But if you ask me, like, this is where this is a fascinating film. Generally speaking, if your friend goes to the cinema, right, and they come out, you could say to them, did you enjoy it? Good film? You know, simple questions. If you ask me that after I just watched this film, I have no idea I'd even approach such a question. <laughs> I'm not sure what I watched here, but I enjoyed it for some reason or another. I'm not, I can't put my finger on I'm hoping to figure it out, Jeremy. I hope you got the answers for me as to what my fascination with this movie was. Because I just, I enjoyed every awful minute of it. It was great. Hulk Hogan is is sent to Earth to recharge. He's not happy about this. He hates Earthlings. Uh, being a a robot from from outer space, he hates Earthlings. But he has to he has to go down there. Um, he ends up linking up with Christopher Lloyd and his family. Christopher Lloyd is is pretty much a pushover, and that's kind of his, his thing. Poor Christopher Lloyd just gets abused by. Uh, 
by the neighbors, by this yep. man who tries to run him over, by his boss, and sometimes even by his family. And the traffic lights, too. They yes. get him a couple of times, too. Right? There's, a, there's like a running theme where he's at the lights and, like, basically they're just explaining to you over and over. They're just hitting you over the head with the fact, this guy is a great big coward. Is what they're telling you. And, of course, my, my favorite scene, My favorite scene is when a NASCAR race breaks out on the yes. It's like, it's three of them. And you know, if you've ever, if you've been in a neighborhood, sometimes you pull up and you rev your engine. It's like, okay, let's drag race for however long. They're going three wide on this drag race. And then it's a wide shot and you see it's like 12 cars in this ginormous yes. race. And Christopher Lloyd ends up slamming on the brakes, uh, at the, at the red light while everyone else goes. But it's like a NASCAR race just literally broke out here. I think it happens twice. I'm pretty sure that happens twice. And then the third time is the final scene where he shoots the lights, right? Yeah. I think that was what it was. So they wasn't afraid of repetition. <laughs> and I've got to jump ahead a little bit. I, I laughed outwardly at the scene with the mime. You know, where he's doing, you know, he's doing his act and, and um, he's doing his act and whatever Hulk's character's name is, I don't know. It's not Rip, so it's, it's, it's a different. It's Shep. I thought it was Chef the whole time. Okay. It's Shep. Shep. Yeah. 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 Okay, I got it. So he go Shep comes up and he thinks that this poor mime is in like a false field, right? And he, he punches him square in the face and he's like, eh, you know, don't worry about it. No problem helping. He thinks he's done a great job. And I laughed. I actually laughed. A grown man, I laughed at that. And then they do it again, and he just like throws him into the air, and then they run it back again, and the mime <laughs> runs away from him. And I was like, okay, guys, now look, good bit, I appreciated it. It's not getting carried away here, but they wasn't afraid to beat you over the head with stuff, was they? <laughs> the mime and Hulk Hogan is one of the best feuds I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, top five Hogan feuds. Right? Yeah, top definitely. Five. On, I can't believe WCW didn't bring in the mime to feud with Hulk Hogan. Well, he didn't need to get his win back, right? He was two zip up on him, you know, freeze him if you count the count out win. So, if, he, if he'd have got, he'd have lost one of these, he would have been in on Halloween Havoc '96, right? It would, have, it would have been there, but it wasn't the case. Hogan still could have made good money with him. The the mime looking for revenge and everything—that's an easy Hogan story to tell. Look. He main evented a Starcade with um, with Brutus Beefcake, who named them was what was what was Brutus going by then? Oh goodness gracious! He I'm going to be disappointed. He was oh. the Booty Man at one point. He was the Zodiac. Yeah. I think he was the Zodiac on that Starcade main event, right? Oh man, this brother Brutai, the Disciple. All of these are he was literally he all in, of these. He was actually, brother Brutai, right? That was yeah. his actual. <laughs> Uh, he had, are you looking it up? Well, I'm looking it up. I'm okay. Joseph is, is, uh, so disturbed that he can't remember this, that he's gotta, he's gotta look it up. The Butcher. The Butcher. Oh, was he with the Blade? No, he was not. Uh, <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately he was not with the Blade. He was merely the Butcher, uh, as he had revealed himself as the Masked Man. Anyway, back to Suburban Commander. I'm sorry. Yes, the point was... If he did that at Starcade, the mine was never off the table to me. No, it was a possibility. It, it certainly wasn't. Uh, yeah, they they did the cat gag a couple of times where this lady has a uh, this little girl has lost her cat, and it's not the right cat the first time, so the cat gets launched in the outer space, and it is the right cat. And then the Hogan, the girl is very cruel to the cat, and so Hogan launches her into outer space. The skateboard gag is something. By the way, the skateboard gag. That was good. I I enjoy Hulk Hogan just trying to ride a skateboard. Yes, I I just found the the constant like 
um, you know, emphasis on the fact that he can just throw things out of space yeah. and shoulder itself. But yeah, I'm with you. The big flat back bump he took on the yeah. floor. My God, Eric Bischoff must have watched that years later and thought, wow, where was that? Huh? Where was that work <laughs> from him? But that was I want to talk Hogan, to you about, though. like, when these scenes where. So obviously all that stuff, you know, you can if you've never seen this film, I'm sure you can imagine it. Like it's not a new concept, right? The guy who just doesn't understand how things work, he's you know, comedic stuff, it's fine. <laughs> the scenes where he is interacting with the family, with Christopher Lloyd's family, are like they when they're eating dinner, I legitimately was like uncomfortable watching that <laughs> take place. That's how my I don't know if that was their intention, but there is some just horrific horrific dialogue between these people and i'm pretty sure they were just embracing that hulk couldn't like act in any way shape or form so i I commend them for that but my god it was tough at first right i i laughed anytime he had to interact with christopher lloyd because christopher lloyd is like an actual good actor and and hulk hogan is is not that so i could only (laughs) i could only imagine christopher lloyd just like actually doing this with this man and then afterwards just his opinion on what he we we got to get christopher lloyd on the show i don't know if he's still alive actually maybe i should have looked that up before i said we got to get him on the show if christopher lloyd is still alive we got to get him on the show and ask him about what it was like to work with uh hulk hogan on suburban commando Look, if nothing else they'd probably be fresh questions i, I doubt he gets that one <laughs> running very often uh but yeah i'm, look, I'm with the one line between the, him and the family that I thought was hilarious, and I don't think it was supposed to be, was when they was like, where are you from? And he said, France. And they were like, yep, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh. They, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't even like consider this was a lie, did they? They were just all, oh, great, great stuff, love it. Well, swell has got to tell us about <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is alive. He's 81 years old. Um, Good. So we'll try to get him on the show to ask him about Hulk Hogan and Suburban Commando. I don't know if he's doing interviews, but if he is, we'll, we're more than happy to have him. That was a tough spot for me because I was quietly confident he was alive, but I felt if I doubled down on him being alive and he is in fact dead, that would be very, very bad for our <laughs> podcast, right? Like I feel we should just leave it there if he's dead. Now he's not dead, we can go on with our uh, pitch to have him on the program. But yes. Good news, good news, Rank. That could be our headline today, couldn't it? <laughs> Christopher Lloyd remains alive. Anyway, on to this film. Yes. <clears throat> uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, he gets chased down. So what does he toss? He tosses like a, a baseball glove or something into outer space, and it lands, and somehow they find this. Um, the the I, for, I forget the, the main bad guy's name. I'll look it up. But they, they find that this glove and they're like oh my god he's still he's still alive um and what is it deke is that the the bad guy oh suitor suitor is the man yeah yeah general suitor okay i don't know who these people are uh general suitor is the (laughs) is the the main bad guy's name and they you know they find something that hogan tosses in space they realize he's alive he also they got like a tracker on him essentially so yes. they send uh they they send the undertaker to come after him. It's it's mean Mark Calloway uh play plays Hutch in this film and he's joined by his partner. Did you think his partner I've had this debate with a friend already. Did you think his partner looked more like Tommy Dreamer or Razor Ramon, like a clean-shaven Razor Ramon? Well, I would go with Dreamer. Okay. Um on his on his like kind of build because he didn't 
I don't know. That razor would be a stretch for me, man. Maybe Why, it was, which side of the fence was you on here? Oh, I, I thought it was completely Tommy Dreamer. I, yes. I, I tweeted that it was Tommy Dreamer, and my friend was like, Good. I always thought he was supposed to be like Razor Ramon. Um, he kind of looked like supposed the fake Razor. <laughs> he kind of looked like the fake Razor Ramon, I guess. Um, but yeah, so we'll just say the Undertaker and Tommy Dreamer. It's legitimately the Undertaker. We cannot confirm if it was legitimately Tommy Dreamer. Uh, yeah. They're sent down to Earth to find Hulk Hogan and kill him or capture them, and, and we get some amazing scenes out of that. My favorite is when they go through the drive-thru, and they're trying to order a burger, and they just have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I have a different take on this. I mean, you seem to enjoy it, but I immediately emailed WWE Network and asked for a <laughs> refund, because I was informed that the last ride was Mark Calloway's first breakage of the kayfabe, um, and I can confirm Jeremy Lambert, this is not The Undertaker. This is Mark Calloway portraying a different character. I frankly was disgusted, but if you had a happy approach on it, you was enjoying it, I'm willing to let it slide for now, but I will want a refund for at least this month of WWF Network. Yes, that's that's what it's called right now. Yes. I, look, he has a voice in this film um, yeah. that I cannot recreate. But... To me, this was poking fun at the business, and I, you know, I didn't think Mark was into that kind of thing, Jeremy. I must say, uh, I can't believe that. Yeah, the Undertaker. This is when I think I tweeted this. This is when we should have knew that the Undertaker would just eventually forget this whole cave fabe stuff. Like in yes. 1991, a year after, less than a year probably after his debut. He he was, you know, just drive, going through the drive-thru, trying to legitimately kill Hulk Hogan, and, and he had the voice of a little girl in this film. So if he would do this, if he would lower himself to this when he's supposed to be the dead man, the Undertaker, we should have known 30 years later that he would just peel back the curtain and, you know, just tell us, hey, I'm married to Michelle McCool and I, I actually can get hurt and stuff. Uh, yeah, that would, I mean, to me... This has took away all my respect for the man. I mean, I want to make this clear now. Look, fuck, guys, you can tweet all of the cool clips from this documentary series. I know the true man now behind the character. And he's a, he's a phony, Jeremy. He's a phony. He's a bounty hunter here from outer space. The man, he's, he has a funny voice. He's making a fool of himself. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. That, that drive-through scene was pretty fun. But it Let was me... cool to see him here. I didn't know. Like, I'm pretty sure, without breaking your gimmick here, Jeremy, I'm pretty sure this was filmed before he was The Undertaker. And for some reason, I thought he just did a cameo as The Undertaker. So I had no idea he was this whole other being, so to speak. I think it's actually a credit to The Undertaker that Vince McMahon didn't see this film and was like, we yes. ought to repackage this guy <laughs> as this character now. Yeah. Well, I, I did think that, like, just generally speaking, and I don't know if this makes it better or worse for our podcast, but, like, this film is a whole lot less Vince than No Holds Barred is, yes. right? Yeah. There's a whole lot of Vince weirdness to No Holds Barred that he's just he's got his fingerprints all over it, like the humor, the weird dark stuff that doesn't belong <laughs> in the film, the like just just some strange stuff in that film. We've covered it, but this one's a lot more kind of palatable for what I assume the audience for these film was, which was the young Hulkamaniacs, right, <laughs> Jeremy? I assume that's what these are for, and in that case, uh, the less Vince McMahon, the better. I would say is probably the way to go. Uh, Christopher Lloyd ends up kind of like putting on the uh, robot RoboCop gear that Hulk Hogan has brought. They have a a very emotional and power powerful yeah. scene together. Christopher Lloyd 
and Hulk Hogan after Lloyd it, it's revealed that he left the tracker on and that's how the Undertaker and Tommy Dreamer were able to to come to Earth and find him I like how you just smile every time I say Tommy Dreamer <laughs> and that's how they could come to Earth and find him and they have this you know Christopher Lloyd, my favorite my favorite line is Christopher Lloyd is like I didn't know and Hulk Hogan is like you didn't ask <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Hulk is entrusted with a line that's supposed to like really hit, yeah. this is by millions more. Like every, it happened in the whole world, it happens in this. There's less chances for him to miss in this. But boy, when he gets a shot, he still misses that thing by a mile. Like this scene, the one that's worse is when they're like getting ready. He's trying to convince Chris Lloyd to be a decoy in yeah. their battle against the bounty hunters. And they're like having this conversation which in itself obviously is the most ridiculous thing ever where basically they're just arguing about who has made more of an error here right who has endangered <laughs> the other more and there are there's like two different occasions where Hulk is trusted with a very simple line of dialogue that's supposed to be really kind of um you know considered and and thoughtful and wow what, that's a good point and it, you're just sitting there like, wow, I, I have no idea what this man's talking about. <laughs> it really is amazing how prolific he is at messing those things up, I must say. Hulk Hogan delivering lines is just like that Nick Young gif where, you know, yeah. he shoots it, he thinks it's going in, <laughs> he turns his back, he's celebrating, and then it's just, it's out. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you thought yes. you got it, and, and no, just a complete miss. I think the best Hulk scene, if you're just watching this film for purely, like, Hulk humor, like, Noel's Wild obviously is better than this for that, but the arcade scene <laughs> an electric Hogan thriller, right? Like, because it's, it's a night, and for some reason, there's this like, there's just loads of kids in this arcade, and they they can't beat this one game, right? And he seems to have been convinced because obviously, fish out of water humor, you know, at this point, you're more than aware of it, I'm sure. He thinks that like it's a real task to save the universe, yes. right? And he's you know, he's all in, he and he beats the game and basically destroys the machine. And the kids react, and he's just like, what was the line of dialogue? He was like, what game? And they all pop, and he's just like, he's doing like Hogan faces. It's like, man, just, I mean, I it worked better in this role, because obviously the point is he doesn't fit in, but it is almost, like, you can't take him seriously for a second, can you? You laugh at every move he makes if you're a wrestling fan. Maybe if you're, like, not, maybe if Hulk isn't as humorous to you, you don't know nothing about him. This isn't. This doesn't stand out as much. But when you've seen him do wrestling matches, it legitimately feels like this is just him, the professional wrestler, in other settings for an hour and a half, which I think is a good thing. Again, to be honest, that scene was the inspiration for uh, Ready Player One, I believe. And, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that <laughs> was that. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Uh, that, that's one of the movies. But it's the movie where they're they're like playing the game in outer space. They just turned it into an actual film a couple years ago. Well, they're playing the game in outer space and they have to save the world or whatever. I don't know if that's ready. I don't think it's Ready Player One, actually. And now it's going to bug me what it actually is. <laughs> this is your The Butcher. Yeah. This is your The yes, Butcher. Exactly. <laughs> well, if Hulk was in that film, I would have watched it, but I did not. So I can't <laughs> I can't help you too, too much, I must say. But yes, what about the, um, the brief... So what's the device that they lose? Do you have the name of that, Jeremy? I, I don't. I can look it up, but I'm I'm really no, caught no. up on this playing uh, the game in outer space. Um, okay. 
Okay. Well, anyway, so they seek this device that Chris Floyd has lost, and, and it's, it falls in the hands of two crooks. Right, Jeremy? It falls in the hands of two criminals. Um, and a fight scene breaks out. And me and Jeremy, we love our wrestling maneuvers <laughs> yes. in, in fight scene. And unless I'm mistaken, the alien, the cyborg that is um, Shep in this movie, he comes across two common crooks, and he throws one of them, because, you know, you expect him to dispatch these guys, and I'm pretty sure that the other man grabs a headlock on Shep and he elevates him for a back suplex yeah. onto, the, onto <laughs> something. I can't remember what he suplexed him on. And I thought that was hilarious. I don't know why, but just seeing a man in a real fight scene <laughs> just grab a headlock, I thought was wonderful. Uh, he's lucky Hogan didn't, you know, shoot uh, shoot him off into the ropes, get the bounce yes. back, big boot, leg drop, and then it really would have been over. He just he got off easy with the uh, back suplex there, the old Shawn yeah. Michaels back suplex. I mean, Rip would have just tore his head off of double yes. handle. Yes. Right? Now, this is what I was going to ask you. So if we combine universes as we like to do and Battle of the Tough Guys is a big deal here, uh, we love Battle of the Tough Guys. We're always talking Battle of the Tough Guys on air, off air, incredible fighting tournament would rips wrestling experience allow him to get through a battle with shep or is shep's just otherworldly uh, strength advantage too much for rip in your mind shep would have yeah shep with the the strength advantage i don't know if like he can really be hurt either yeah like rip rip could hit him really hard but is that really gonna hurt him like I, no 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 shep takes this easily i don't i really don't think it's a it's a close fight See, I had this. I could see Rip catching him with like a small cradle, an inside package or something. You know, uh, like a... he he would. Ender's Game is the movie, by the way. I know okay. everybody was really <laughs> waiting on <laughs> pins and needles for me to come up with this film. Uh, it's Ender's Game. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think uh, Rip is catching that. Rip <laughs> is catching Shep. Shep with with an inside cradle in this. I don't think it's happening. Shep is powering out too easy. Now this is a close. This is a squash match, show. This is squash. No, no, we've been here before. We both said this about Zeus once upon a time. <laughs> well, I'm not being no. full. I'm taking Rip by count out. I think yeah, that's, <laughs> smart. that's How, my take. You know, Rip by count out is not bad because I yes. could see Shep just not understanding what's going on and just getting himself counted out that that yes. i could see that happening he would need christopher lloyd as a manager of some kind i feel to kind yes. of guide him and just explain what actually is going on because otherwise i feel like rip man he's got his championship dna right he's <laughs> he's been there he's done that he's fought in a six-sided ring he's fought at, you know wwf events he's fought in cars he is full in uh say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
negotiation with the very evil man that tries to kill him many times. I think it's a different level. But I'm with you. In a normal battle, you know, Shep is just, he's a different beast altogether. Right, Jeremy? He really is. Does Shep have a weakness besides, I guess, he hates earthlings and skateboards? See, Rip, but see, he learns how to skateboard. Shep he's is the best skateboarder ever. Right? Yeah. Shep. Shep is a man who learns from his mistakes. So, all right, maybe Rip gets him by count out on the first one. He's dead in the second one. Shep well, goes back. He watches the tape. He studies the game plan. And he, you, as Conor McGregor says, Joe, you either lose or you learn. And yeah. and, and Shep is a man who learns. I appreciate that you, your appearance in that book, like a full program for this. Like you're, <laughs> you're kind of mapping out a long-term... Uh, a setup for these two men's feud. I mean, what I will say is if any one of our audience is um, insane enough to own WWE 2K20 or whatever, <laughs> which game I would like for you to, to download, or if it is not too much effort, create these alternate versions of Hulk Hogan and play the, the thing out for me, please. That's what I would like. I'm not even going to watch it. I just want to know the result because I have a take on this and I sense that Jeremy, even though he's coming along on the count out thing, he doesn't really respect rips kind of acumen as a purifier. And that disappoints me, I must say. I fully I fully agree with what you just said. I fully disagree okay. with you're not going to watch it because if someone takes the time to do this, <laughs> we will 100% watch this and, and it'll be our review for, for one week. Like, I have no problem doing this. You got, I want like a Hulk Hogan tournament of characters. So you could have, you could have Rip, you could have Shep, Mr. Nanny, the Three Ninjas guy, uh, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea, because I've been told that's a different person than Hulk Hogan. Uh, like, just the whole cast of characters, just a Hogan tournament to find out who the best Hulk Hogan is. Where's a new legacy to do this? Someone someone message Johnny and let him know this needs to be done. I mean, I must say, as much fun as we're having with it on the podcast, I'm not sure that the Hogan brand is quite, you know, the, I'm not sure the timing is right for this venture. Like, I don't know if he's ever been less popular, but nonetheless, here we are, I guess, right? We've pitched it now. Someone do it. We've given someone a good idea. <laughs> WWE will probably do it on Raw next week, won't they? They'll probably run it out on SmackDown. And <laughs> they always do usually steal our stuff. So I expect to see it on this week's episode of NXT as the Wednesday Night Wars continue, Jeremy. <laughs> yes, back to Suburban Commando. Uh, they finally get... The the one guy, what's his name again? I've already forgotten. The suitor. Yeah, the suitor. The general suitor comes down and he's captured Christopher Lloyd's family here. So they gotta they gotta save him. It, they double up on this as well because again they just can't do one. They can't do it once. It's gotta be. They capture the family. They get the family back. They capture Hogan. Then they capture Christopher Lloyd. Uh, my favorite part of all of this is when he is shooting at Hulk Hogan and he's just missing on purpose to just like give the impression that I can kill you at any time. And yeah. and then, you know, things backfire on him eventually because he has to give his long speech. Hulk Hogan does have a great line of, oh, I didn't realize your plan was to dumb me to death or something. He says something like that. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's doing like a monologue and he's like, I think he's, he actually says, bore me to death. Right? Yeah. Like he says, He's a real shooter. Isn't he? <laughs> and this ship is a real. I mean, even though his social skills are, you know, a little bit to be decided, not quite there yet. He, every once in a while, man, like what about when he does the um, when the, the you know the the shooter deal with freezes people? Yeah, he does like an anti-freeze. Uh, <laughs> 
which was just i mean again also pete hogan i can't even replicate it because i don't know exactly know what he said but there was there's a moment where he goes full like just outrageous comedy and it, it works i was i laughed at it maybe for you know wrong reasons but still i laugh that's what it matters right the, li- the line is literally just like any freeze like that's the line yeah but, but like <laughs> There's a way, there's something he, I can't remember if he's like where he wipes his mouth, but yeah. he does something very kind of, it's shades of when he hoists the, the poor man up before <laughs> the famous, uh, the dookie scene that we've covered in, in enough detail, but it's like that, where he does that Hogan thing where he kind of like shakes in excitement. It's, it's an odd Hogan thing that I enjoy very much now that I watch these films. <laughs> right, it's only one line, but you just have to imagine the line yes. delivered by Hulk Hogan. And, and there's yes. no way we could do that justice. Just just watch the film. No. This one is there's actually... There's like spit flying. There's like <laughs> swear. There's always swear and just kind of... I don't know. I, I can't... Um, that was a good little uh, physical comedy bit, though, right? When when poor um, whatever Lloyd's character's name is, it's, he it's gets frozen. And he's being driven back, drove back <laughs> when he, he's like frozen. I mean, that was fun. There was some fun kind of physical gags in this, I thought. Uh, so, so Suter is shooting at Hogan and then it all backfires and it all, but I just like, he's just shooting around him. So he clearly has like great accuracy. You know what I mean? Like you, you're not shooting. He fires off like 10 shots here and doesn't hit him once. So I, and he, he's not meaning to, cause if you wanted to kill him, he would just kill him. And then like the slightest thing goes wrong and he shoots at Hogan and then like, he only like grazes his shoulder or something. He's like, you have this amazing accuracy and then someone blows in your ear and you still have this shot lined up perfectly, but now all of a sudden you, you can't hit anything. And then it all goes to, goes to hell for Suter as things blow up and he dies. I mean, he's the only villain perhaps ever that I have seen hold people hostage to get his enemy. And like, just in all honesty, just let these people go as soon as he didn't need them anymore. <laughs> I respected that much. Didn't you? Like, you know, he had him and he was trying to bait um, a ship. You know, and Ship's like, I don't care about these people. I'll just leave. And he's like, you do care about them. Ship goes, I do, actually. And, walks out. and he's just like, well, you guys have served your purpose. And he just kind of waves them off. I, I thought that was commendable from him. That was at least he was an honorable uh, crook. Right? That was caught me off guard. But eventually it backfires. We almost had a Stuba yes. call back in this film, right? Because uh, Christopher Lloyd, he tries to do what, what Stu did. And he like tries to use his car to, to take out the villain, but instead I'm pretty sure he hits Shep. I'm yeah. correct in saying this. Right? Yeah, he, that he was a shame, but it was close. He does not hit the villain. I mean, this is the inspiration for that Stuber scene, though. Um, yeah, that but, means a lot. Yeah, he he doesn't hit the villain. He hits Shep, but this all leads to I guess they were in like a house or a warehouse. It all blows up regardless. Uh, fortunately, Hulk Hogan has has saved Christopher Lloyd. Things are good. His family is happy. We get a, uh, a happy ending as Hulk Hogan learns how to skateboard. Um, I like that there, there's clearly these bullies, and Hogan is like, he wants their skateboard. You can tell they're bad kids because they're, they're wearing like all black and everything. And, and Hogan just like lets them off easy. He's like, I just want your skateboard kid. And then he gives them his hoverboard at the very end. Like, these are supposed to be the bad guys, and Hogan is like, you know, lending a helping hand because he doesn't know any better, Joe. What was the scene with. There was one that really made me laugh, and I don't know if they ever went back to it, but you know where he, the guys that are really mean to Christopher Lloyd, when he confronts them, and they're like, do you know what we'll do to you, man? And yeah. he like, goes, does his whole spiel about, oh, what, are you going to beat me up? And, and one, the lead guy's just like, 
Mr. Knight is going to sue you. going to sue you, man. I, I thought that was funny, but I don't think we ever saw them again, did we? So no, I, think I guess he was... took that threat very, very seriously, I assume. Look, Hulk Hogan can... I don't know why he's worried about being sued. I think he's always won in court. Uh, but Hulk Hogan, he's not worried. You know, he'll fight anybody like on yes. there. At least this Shep. We'll say Shep for this one because there's a difference between Shep and Hulk Hogan. Shep, he'll fight these guys. He doesn't know anything about the, the American legal system. He probably would have been screwed under the American legal system. Yes, Maybe that's how I... Rip can beat him. Uh-huh, maybe. <laughs> that could be a great angle. Rip finally going here and hiding behind the law. That would be something, <laughs> wouldn't it? But there's a couple... You mentioned, like, the happy ending deal, right? And it's always a treat in these films where they, at the end of the movie, they try to tell you there's some kind of greater message to all this, isn't there? You know, and the, the first attempt here, as, as you mentioned, was when the you know the place blows up and um, Christopher Lloyd, is, he's knocked out. He's He's gone through it and... Oh, Shep trying to make Christopher Lloyd the hero yeah. leads to a sequence of just appalling acting. And I, and I have to say, Hogan is not the only... I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm having to have to do this and put a, a real actor alongside Hulk Hogan in terms of bad performances. Hulk comes in with like... He's like, yeah, he's a real hero, guys. And he says it with as much authority as I just did. Right? Like, it really is that. And then Shelley Duvall says... She's, she goes into this piece of dialogue where she, like, grabs Chris. I have never seen an actor care as little as she did about this particular set of... Like, this dialogue was her one part of the film where she really got a chance to speak much, and it really showed you why she was in this film to begin with. And look, God bless her. I mean, this was this was not uh, the film for Oscar-winning performances, but it still was funny to see Hogan matched in terms of bad acting by a real actor for one scene of a film. I appreciate that. Was she as bad as the girl in uh, no, Marine no, Six? No, no. Okay. No, no, not even close. I mean, I wouldn't. Even if she was, I wouldn't say it out of disrespect. But like, there was just times where, you, when the opening credits were rolling, I'm kind of thinking, why are these people in this film? And as it went on, kind of the reasoning for one half of that equation was clearer to me. It was like, yeah, you know, this was a cash grab. Christopher Lloyd is just. Christopher Lloyd, right? Yeah. He doesn't really. There's no point in this film where you feel like he's phoning it in particularly. He's just him. And in fairness, like considering what he was alongside, <laughs> the Hogan scene, they have relative chemistry. Is that too far, or am I, is this true? I felt they did. I thought they were fun enough as a little duo. I guess. I I think we need a suburban commando too, but it's like it's got to actually be Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd. Just like at this, yeah. scene, Hulk Hogan is back. To, to red uh, more earthlings. I, I don't know what he's... He needs another recharge. He needs another vacation. Christopher Lloyd is now like a successful businessman though. Um, and they, they realize that the people up on space, wherever, they, they've watched the first film. Why not? They've watched the first film <laughs> and they see that this is like Hulk Hogan's friend on earth. So they're baiting him to come out of, re they've heard the stories of the great, uh, Shep. They're like, Oh, this, this man ruled the galaxy during his time. And they, they're trying to get him back out. They, they want to be the ones who rid the galaxy of Shep. And wow. so they're, and they realize the way to get him out of retirement is through Christopher Lloyd. I've just pitched a suburban commando okay. to <laughs> Okay, quick question. Does Hulk have his immortal tattoo covered up in order to preserve the <laughs> the uh, integrity of the Shep character? Because I actually think it would be funnier if he just looks exactly like what he looks like now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be better, I No, think. Hulk Hogan hasn't aged at all because he's a, he's a galaxy robot 
or whatever. Christopher Lloyd is is eighty one year old Christopher Lloyd, but no, I think he has to. I think he is even funnier. He, there's no explanation as to why he just looks like this now. Like it'd just be <laughs> to me that would be fun. But I'm with you. I mean, I respect how much you're kind of you know attention to details, Jeremy. That's always your thing on this, but. <laughs> For me, I would much prefer he just looked exactly like what he looks like when he strolls out on Raw in 2020. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah. I'm, either way, if we can get this movie made, that's fine. Give us, what was the budget for this one? We need $8 million for No Holds Barred 2. Uh, let, let's see what we need for Suburban Commando 2. Let's see how, what the I would say is. the budget was bigger for this. Uh, it, it certainly, it most likely was much bigger for, yes. for this film. The budget was eleven million. Okay. Okay. Did it lose money or make money? It made at the box office eight million, so it lost money. So they'll probably cut our budget for this one. Give us twenty million, and we'll do Suburban Commando two and No Holds Barred two, and we'll make wow. money. Probably not, but we'll make money combined on these films. I mean, it depends. If we stick to our guns on the casting, like I think we can make a lot of money. You know, yeah. I think there's a. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, in this case, we're just running it back, but we're taking new ideas to the uh, to the to the other part of this this box set we're creating here, right? <laughs> like, so I, I think we'll be fine. Did you like um, Hogan's little bit of uh, observer kind of dirt sheet commentary when he told Taker that for a big man he moved pretty well? I like that. <laughs> it was kind of a, a foreshadow of Hulk's of uh, Taker's illustrious career. So. I mean, it wasn't his point at all, but it made me happy if nothing else. <laughs> I, Hulk Hogan, the Undertaker put Hulk Hogan, um, or Hogan put Undertaker over during their feud. He, he beat him in the Tuesday in Texas thing. Yes. He put him over here. Hulk Hogan just clearly, he knows, he knows money, Joseph. He knew the Undertaker was money from the very jump, and, and look where the Undertaker is now. So Hulk Hogan... Yeah. Look, if nothing else, the man has an eye for talent, and he knows the future of the business. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he took a clothesline from Mean Mark in this particular film. Did you like that? He took an actual clothesline. There were times where he was not... I mean, he's definitely the like the most absurdly strong man ever. Not even a man, as you say. But there were times where he would settle, because he's a giving guy, and I, I appreciate that. But I am interested in the sense that the ultimate ass-kicking machine that is Hulk Hogan in both of these films, his name is Rip and then Shep. You know, he he isn't... It's interesting because Hulk was a tremendous name for a big, strong man that beats everyone up. And he didn't seem to learn anything from that, did he? Which I thought was weird. I mean, Rip is one thing. Shep, and I believe his second name was Ramsey, correct? Shep <laughs> Ramsey. I mean, my God, what's, what's he doing here? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I... Hopefully, whenever we get to that other film that we're going to review of Hulk's, he has a bit of a cooler name to go with his, his look. <laughs> well, his you know, just is, a small gripe. His name is Mr. Nanny. This, maybe this is why I thought his name was Chef, because it was Chef Ramsey. But it is Shep Ramsey uh, in the end. <laughs> that would be amazing if it was <laughs> Chef Ramsey, wouldn't it? That would be great, yeah. Well, this, is how, this is how Chef Ramsey got his start. He took from this film as well. That's not his real name, Gordon Ramsey. I'm of the belief that everyone took something from this film. What did you think of the big goodbye scene? Did that pay <laughs> off for you? Many times over, it is stressed to us. He's emphasized that uh, Shep does not do goodbyes, Jeremy. He right. doesn't do them. And then at the end, he says, Chris Willis says, are you too big for a goodbye? And oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was it was fun. Because I thought, in my head, I assumed we were just going to get a terrible scene where... Chris Lloyd gets a goodbye out of him, but he they went full circle with it, right? Role reversal, go love it. So 
Uh, that was fun. Right, another another fake um fake attempt at making us think this film had some kind of greater meaning. <laughs> this is this is how you set up Suburban Commando too, though. Hulk Hogan is clearly attached to this man. I like that he had uh I guess an Earthling who was who was gonna sleep with him as well. And like Hulk Hogan yes. doesn't know anything about this, but she's it's insinuated heavily that they're gonna end up sleeping together. I mean, yeah, but we have to stress for any any family folks watching this program right now, this is like if for if for some reason I'm gonna lay out a scenario here that you should never experience in your life. <laughs> if for some reason you want to watch a Hulk Hogan film with with your family in two thousand twenty during these trying times to see how bad it could be <laughs> I want to stress on behalf of the distraction that this is the one to go with over no holds barred. <laughs> Unless you're happy with just like outright domestic violence, sexism, yeah. <laughs> just general kind of ignorance, this is definitely a safer choice. Can we agree on that much, right? Yes, yeah. This okay. She wants to sleep with Hulk Hogan. Who didn't in the nineties? You know what I mean. So uh, I like the the one girl when they are at the the party, um, and she's a big football fan. And this was the inspiration for the stadium series, Joe. So everything in this movie was just pro wrestling took everything from the movie. What was the, t- I saw one of your tweets was about <laughs> the, uh, the lion. What was the line he had where he was, I might have it written. Oh yes. Tag your it. Yeah. <laughs> what was you talking about on Twitter of this? So you need to explain this whole thing to me because it was, I mean, the line was funny. I didn't know your, your kind of grander point. That, uh, that would, have me recall of when he said this line and the context of the line because I don't I don't remember. Well, they're, they're in they're in the party deal, and the bounty hunters come in and he like blindsides he blindsides one of them. Right, it is goes. yeah, it is during that fight scene. Uh, yeah. The point was just Fox has been running those ads for Ultimate Tag every single Friday during Friday Night SmackDown. And this was the basis for Ultimate Tag, is these men wrestling around, uh, really just all Friday night on Fox. Ultimate Tag followed by SmackDown, SmackDown followed by, I don't know the order, I don't even think they're on the same day. But like, this Fox saw this and was like, we're gonna have an Ultimate Tag and a wrestling on our program in 30 years. Okay, I've got, I hate to leave the, uh, (laughs) the brilliant motion pictures, but I've got to ask now. What does that even mean for television? Like, what does this look like? This program you're explaining to me here. Oh, Ultimate, Ultimate Tag. Tag. So yes. from what I've never, I've never watched it. Uh, okay. It's hosted by JJ Watt. Do you know who JJ Watt is? He's a football player. Yeah, right. He's a football okay. player. Um, so it's hosted by him, and I think it's brothers. But it's essentially they have like designated taggers, and so so say you got like five designated taggers, and then you got normal people like great athletes and stuff but just like normal people and their goal is to like outrun the taggers and it's like this just giant like american gladiators obstacle course that they're they're going through i'm pretty sure this is what the the show is again i've never seen it i've only seen the ads three million times uh during smackdown but i've never seen the actual show i'm pretty sure this is the basis of the show well i think we've never done a more distraction (laughs) segment then the last minute in which I asked you, who has not seen the program, <laughs> to describe it to me, and I, I had no input, I had no input, I just listened while, you, and then you you kept it up by reminding me again. I actually have no idea. How it goes. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. Uh, it sounds, um, I mean, it sounds wild, but at this point, anything's on television, right? I mean, we even have a podcast. Right? You heard? <laughs> Apparently, we have a podcast. so it doesn't surprise me. We're gonna be on public access to... pretty soon. 
Yeah, I need I need to ask because I would have they would have left my brain otherwise. Uh, anything else from Suburban Commando? I don't think so. I'm just I'm glad that we made some things clear. I'm glad that we we picked this as the family choice. I'm glad that we made it clear what film you were talking about earlier, which I've got the name <laughs> of. I'm glad we made it clear that uh, Brother Brute I was the butcher uh, for Starcade. Uh, I'm glad we made it clear that I'll be getting a refund this month from WWE Network because. Mark Calloway is a fraud and a liar, um, and I think I think that's about everything for this film. I mean, we liked it, both of us, right? You're getting a refund from WWE Network. You're getting a refund for Double or Nothing. Uh, we're banning NXT on this program in a, yep. in a couple of weeks. This uh, this is a good couple of weeks for Joe Holbert. We're also banning SmackDown. Did I did I not do that? What was we banning? What else was we going to ban? Uh, we we hinted at banning SmackDown. I don't think we set the ground rules. For okay. banning SmackDown, but it, but it was certainly strongly suggested. That tweet went over well, right? The one where you said that <laughs> I had told you the SmackDown is the best WWE show. People were really happy about that, wasn't yeah. they? I was glad to see. Uh, I look, guys. I'm not going to get into it. Here. This is the film. I don't talk about wrestling on the film view because wrestling is it's another um, it's another moment of suffering for another day, isn't it, Jeremy? As we save that Thursday, we get out of our system. But I'm going to tell you guys. You guys leave my mentions with this SmackDown stuff. I'm Team SmackDown now. I bleed blue. Everyone knows this. Watch the TW series. So just to clear it up, um, and Hogan was on SmackDown this year, wasn't he? He did one of those great segments with the uh, the A-rated Fiend character, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't anyway, recall this at all, but sure. I think so. You know when they were doing those weird like satellite appearances, like they did one with Goldberg? I don't know. This is all absolutely off topic. But anyway, <laughs> I like Suburban Commando is my point, I think. Um. Yeah. So, what's your what's your full what's your rating, Joe? Let's let me pull up the ratings here. This is tough. This is really really tough. I, I just want to know what I give. No holds barred. No holds barred was a five. You were. I feel like you're going to be around the same area here where you you think it's you know it's obviously a very bad film, but you enjoyed it very much. Okay, I'm gonna be a bit of a coward here unfortunately because i'm gonna explain it i'm also giving this a five and i'm gonna explain oh my god oh things. joe i should just cut you off oh, and i'm banned yeah we're gonna ban you from this show. <laughs> okay here's why i'll explain in detail this is a better film than no no holds barred as a film is one of the worst things ever made i would suggest <laughs> that's like been seen by a lot of people because it's it, as we explained then the end of it she kind of undoes a load of stuff. A lot of, very little of it makes sense. It's absurd. It's wild. It's a little bit offensive at times. It's a crazy film, okay? This is not a crazy film. This is a bad film that a, a child may enjoy. Personally, I got some grins out of this. I got some chuckles. I did not get the perverse, almost sick enjoyment that I got out of No Holds Barred. So while I think it's a better film, we should make it a six, I'm taking a point off because I laughed more during No Holds Barred, even when it wasn't trying to make me laugh. And I have to say, that balances out as an equal commodity, in my view. I'm sorry, Jeremy, I know it's cow's way out, but that's what I'm doing. Very cowardly. I'm disgusted by you right now. Just complete and utter disgust. Look, I'm not going to be a coward, folks. I gave No Holds Barred a four and a half, because I rate mainly based on enjoyment. I don't care how good, bad the film is, whatever. I rate on how much it entertained me. Let me tell you about this film, Joseph. This was a Tokyo Dome special right here. This is a seven-star classic, Joe. 
Seven stars is what I'm giving this film. So you're giving this more on your five star system than I give it out of ten is what I'm getting from this. I you mean, don't, no, no, that, that's the thing about my system. system. You, yeah. yeah, you don't know that it's five stars, but for I mean, right now, this is the lead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is at seven stars for me. Yeah, I think you're going to receive a strongly worded email from the Rainmaker because Uchikura Okada this is horrible. I really do. I think this is going to go down poorly in the community. Uh, the seven-star feat is a rare one, very special, and you've you've dampened it with that. But it's your opinion, man. Look, I'm, you know, I can't comment. At least you wasn't a coward, right? At least you wasn't a coward. Look, I'm not going to be tossing out seven stars every single week or anything. This is the first time I've gone over five. No Holds Barred, which was a great film. I didn't even go five for that. This was a special film, Joe, so it yeah. deserves this rating. Yeah, No Holds Barred was like a Bobby Roode NXT TakeOver match, whereas this... <laughs> was clearly an Okada, like, 40-minute thriller right yeah. the Tokyo Dome. I, I can get with that. It makes sense. Uh, both are great, but one probably extended itself a little bit further in your mind. I, I, I get it. It's fun. Exactly. Um, next week, it is my pick. I'm going to try to avoid another Marine 6 mistake because I feel very bad that I put both of us through that. I'm thankful that you went with Suburban Commando, an actual good film. I promised yep. a John Cena movie. I looked at John Cena's kind of IMDb and look, there are some movies. I don't know if they're going to give us what we're searching for for this podcast. Like the, the Marine, whatever, uh, 12 rounds. I've seen that. It's fine. The other stuff he's kind of like, I'm, we're not sitting through Bumblebee. I'm sorry, everybody. It's like a three-hour Michael Bay film. We're, we're not yes, watching that. We are not doing that. No. We will never, ever do that. No. Never, ever will we do that. Carry on. Or yeah. banning Bumblebee from the reviews. Yes. Um, we're going to go with Playing With Fire. This is a recent John Cena film. I don't know if you saw these ads. They, they, I'm sure they ran during Raw and SmackDown and your favorite program, NXT, over the past year. Uh, but it also stars Keegan-Michael Keel. It stars, um, sorry, Keegan-Michael Key, put the two together. Keegan-Michael Key, John Le Leguizamo, I said that completely wrong, that's okay. Real that's actors, right. real actors, Joe. Dennis Haysbert, he was the, the president on 24. Real actors are in this film, alongside hey, John Cena. I'm Googling this. This seems to be very, very ominous. Okay, I'm very concerned by your pitch for this. It sounds half-eyed, <laughs> it sounds scared. Oh dear! Oh no! I've seen the poster. Well, your choice, Jeremy. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes. This I've just seen some uh, information. It seems seems to be a choice. But you're a big John Cena guy, and I'm sure that podcast definitely won't devolve into us debating <laughs> John Cena and everything about him. So I'm sure it will go well. Well, that's next week, everybody. Next week we'll review uh, "Playing with Fire." Um... This Thursday, we'll talk the wrestling. Only two days from now, AEW Double or Nothing was this past weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, our countdown to NXT being banned, that continues. I'm sure. Did you watch Raw last night, Joseph? How great was that program? Charlotte Flair, once again, the, the number one contender for the... I just can't believe it. I can't believe that Alexa B. Asker with DDT again. <laughs> I didn't see it coming, Jeremy. But yeah, I mean, great show. I loved it, obviously. Now we're going to get Charlotte and Alexa at SummerSlam. They announced that instead of Backlash, they're just, this match is too big. They're holding it off until SummerSlam. Double main event with Bailey and Sasha, Charlotte and Alexa, oh. the four horsewomen... 
all colliding at SummerSlam. Um, that's what no, happened you on got Raw. It wrong, dude. Not the, the balls. Becky's gone now. Bailey, it's Bailey's in it, so it's the five. She's the fifth. Oh, okay. Not this. Yeah. Sorry. That's no, fine. It's fine. I'll let you off because it's. It's a weird misconception I've noticed on social media where people think Bailey is one of the. She's not. I don't know why people do that. But anyway, see, Joe, I don't know these things because yeah. I'm not for horsewomen, so I just don't know these things. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't really know these things, right? <laughs> but here we are. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped for SummerSlam, man. Wow, what a card you just run down there. And that's what you missed on Raw last night. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, anything else from, from the week in wrestling? You can follow Joe on Twitter, at JoeHolbert5. Follow me on Twitter, at JeremyLambert88. The Distraction Series, uh, the Distraction TEW Series, new episode this Saturday. It's the go-home week for, for Backlash. I think that's where we're at. We're at the go-home week for Backlash, and then the following week will be the uh, big Backlash pay-per-view uh, run by yours truly. And we keep we have more episodes in the can, a lot of content in the can. So we appreciate everybody listening, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.